We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Lance, what's up, man? I don't think I've talked to you since our initial uh, conversation with Fish that time. How you been? Doing good, man. Just uh, trying to find stuff to write about. Well, the good news is that's going to become a much more uh, easy job next week. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be able to ride every night. Right. (laughs) And then I'll be asking for a break. No, but uh, I mean, there's stuff to talk about. I just don't know if I feel comfortable writing about it. You know, like the Rick Carlisle stuff that everyone's talking about and chemistry things. And I mean, well, I mean, that you know, it's always when you have a, a change of head coach and you have a guy that's, as somebody put it, well, I guess they nicely put it as him being hard-nosed. When you have something like that uh, and you change and you go from a new coach to a guy like Jason Kidd, who has not been a good head coach, but, you know, especially the last couple of years and, you know, with star players in the past, he seems to get along pretty well with those guys. So, it, I mean, naturally you're going to have like an uptick in everybody – you know, uh, being being happy and the energy's up and all that. Now, where are we going to be in the middle of February? <laughs> we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll we'll see if the the good vibes keep on going. But as of right now, you know, it's uh, it's like our guy Bobby Corrales said on the on the last pod that uh, that I did with him last week. You know, he said the mood has just completely changed, uh, at least for camp and and preseason. So we'll see if that if that continues, but all right, guys, welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague, Matt Glatson, and today uh, we are also joined by our other DallasBasketball.com colleague, Lance Roberson. Uh, Lance, he just joined the team not too long ago. Uh, perfect timing because the season's about to start and he's already hit the ground running and go find him on Twitter. Uh, he posts all of his work that he does for us on there. And like I said, he's really hit the ground running and put out a bunch of really good stuff and more good stuff is going to follow uh, as the season gets started. So uh, you can find all of our work uh, over at DallasBasketball.com. Uh, but Lance, just before we get started here, I mean, 
I mean, how have you liked it so far at uh, at DallasBasketball.com? Or it, it kind of transferred over with the SI move, so it's you know it's Mavericks SI, but you know it'll always be DallasBasketball.com. But how have you liked it? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! It's still called DallasBasketball.com. I know it's the official know, but name. You can also type in MavericksSI.com, and it <laughs> it goes to the same site. So I mean, the main thing is we're we're underneath the Sports Illustrated umbrella, so I guess right. that's the I guess the coolest thing. But I mean, no, I remember. Uh, I remember seeing, you know, Mike Fisher as a, as a sideline reporter and an inside guy, like when I was in high school and stuff like that. So obviously I always knew who he was and I appreciate his different approach in journalism, but I also liked his, you know, how he was direct. And honestly, I'm seeing the same thing as being on the staff. So it's, it's pretty cool that he takes his time to, to call, to call us individually and let us know about stuff. So I will say I, I like that approach and, uh, you know, being a full season credentialed writer, I mean, that's obviously a huge deal. And and everyone on the team has just has been great so far. And uh, I'm looking forward to the season, man. Well, we're definitely glad to have you. And Matt, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday? Oh, you know, just uh, going through the day. <laughs> it's overloaded with your 10,000 mm-hmm. sites that you manage on a daily basis. Yeah, there's there's just a lot a lot of little stuff going on. Nothing crazy, but you know when your when your focus is um, directed at ten other teams outside of the Mavericks, it, it's hard to uh, to stay tuned in and join every podcast. But I'm glad I, I can still get on for most of them, even though you're trying to leave me in the dust. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> Matt kind of joked because Lance, I added you to the Mavs step back uh, text chain a while ago, and Grant's in there too, and. He just, he just texts me. He's just like, yeah, I see. I see you're slowly phasing me out. And I'm just like, no, I just – I know you have your plate full, and I don't want to be doing a bunch of solo pods during the season. So <laughs> it's, good. it's good to have some guys – it's good to have some guys say. on the DBCom staff that can join me throughout the season. And I'm sure, uh, you know, I can get some other guys to join as needed. I will say real quick, there is nothing in the world that is worse than doing a solo pod. I cannot stand it. I did. I don't remember if it was last. I think it was before last season, maybe, or maybe it was the year before that, but I did a solo pod and uh, I went through and did my own predictions and a bunch of other different things. Ended up going for like 35 or 40 minutes. And then, you know, it, it was before we got on these live, live podcast platform. So like, I was just like ta- literally talking to myself <laughs> for that long. And after I got done, and I was going through editing. I was just like, you know what? I'm not doing this again if I can help it. But uh, anyway, jumping back into, you know, actual math stuff. And I'm looking at the chat here. Uh, I see Josh in the chat about three minutes ago. Uh, he made a remark about when I said or when I said what uh, Bobby Corrales said about the mood has completely changed. And he said Mavs media is 100 percent committed to portraying Carlisle as a dictator every chance they get. Uh, no, I mean, we're, we're not committed to that narrative it's just you look at what the players themselves have said and what people around the team who work with Carlisle closely have said it's just it's more portraying what what they've said not what we think so I mean that that's really where it comes from I mean Rick Carlisle Matt and I have both said it uh on a previous pod that we greatly respect him I mean he's a hall of fame coach Uh, He was a big part of the Mavs winning their first and only NBA championship back in 2011. Uh, One of the greatest in-game adjustment guys you can have as a head coach. So, I mean, 
we'll give Rick Carlisle his flowers. He's great, but you know, there, there's just a, there's just a time where it's time for a change. And that's not saying that Jason Kidd was the correct choice or anything, but uh, you know, I, I just think it was a good thing, whether it was going to be Kidd or Mosley or whoever they would have ended up hiring um, if it wasn't Kidd. Uh, I think it was a good thing that they made a change when they did because different guys listen to other coaches in different ways. And I think, you know, Rick Carlisle, he just had a hard time relating to the younger guys and, you know, getting the most out of them. His style just wasn't wasn't what uh, this team needed, in my opinion. Uh, and like I said, that's just that's just talking. That's not from a uh, a scheme standpoint, you know, an X's and O's standpoint. That's just from like a team morale kind of thing. And I've always I've said this the whole time. You know, if we get into the season or late season or even the postseason, and it gets in a situation late game where Jason Kidd has to draw up something <laughs> at the end of a game for a game-winning shot or something of that nature, then it's going to be like, eh, <laughs> we're going to be pretty nervous when it gets to that point. But as for now, uh, having Luca coming into his fourth season, uh, adding some some extra shooting around him, even though it was fringe, fringe stuff, you know, they didn't do a bunch in the offseason, but the team still improved. I think all things considered – uh, I don't think this team is going to struggle in the regular season. Now, when we get to the postseason, we'll we'll have another talk about all of this. But uh, for the regular season, I don't think there's there's anything to worry about. But uh, Lance, I mean, what what do you feel about that? You do you feel like the, the? And I'm not saying all media is the same. I'm just saying, like from my perspective, how I've looked at it, I'm just basing my stuff with Carlisle off of what you know, what players and other people around the team have said. I mean, look, every every marriage is great in the beginning. You know, it's it's the honeymoon phase. It's preseason. This is the fluff period. So I'm not really going to take much stock until the Mavs go on like a five-game losing streak or or lose to like the Sacramento Kings on back-to-back nights or something like that. So it's like the kid thing. I was one of the many people that was like, what is going on here? Why would they do that? Uh, I, I also wasn't necessarily on the Mosley boat, although a lot of people were just because, uh, you know, it's someone that we know and, and someone that a lot of the players seem to have affinity for. Although I was looking for someone more experienced. But either way, uh, I, I just I just want the season to start so we can actually judge on what's happening rather than what could happen. And, and I'm definitely one of the many people that thought with Carlisle leaving was was kind of a, a travesty. But the way that he left, he knew the writing was on the wall that it would probably be his head on the guillotine next season if they didn't perform. So, I mean, I kind of, I kind of understand why he left as just don't understand people like uh, piling up all the, I don't want to say criticism because he definitely deserves criticism, but I just think them trying to rewrite history about him being the reason why the Mavericks didn't succeed, you know, post 2011. I I just think that was an unfair uh, criticism. Oh yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, it, the the main reason the Mavs have underachieved for the last decade after winning a title is the front office. I mean, that that was the main thing. And you know, Cuban, he's had his hands in a bunch of stuff that, uh, you know, you go back to like the Darren Williams thing. Darren Williams came out and actually said like he was ready to sign with the Mavs. I think it was in was it 2012 or 2013? I can't remember what year. It was one of those years, but. Uh, he was ready to sign with the Mavs, and then you know Cuban didn't show up for the uh, 
uh, for the meeting because of Shark Tank. And, you know, the rest is history. Darren went back to Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of stuff like that. Uh, you go back to 2019 with the previous front office regime where, you know, they had a supposedly had a trade uh, lined up with Miami for Matt's uh, pipe dream, Dragic, and it ended up, you know, falling through because there was some confusion and other teams. And that wasn't the first time or the only time that the Mavs had a trade not go through because of conflicting reports about what they wanted from the other team in a trade that apparently happened on multiple occasions. And, you know, that could have been the power struggle between Donnie and uh, Bob Volgaris or whatever it was. It just wasn't good. Uh, So everybody had a hand in it. Uh, You know, typically coaches end up becoming the scapegoat for the most part. And I'm not saying it was all on Rick Carlisle. And again, he's a great head coach and everything, but, uh, you know, the, the Mavs still might have some issues if Cuban is 100% calling the shots at the top uh, with this roster going forward. But I think for the most part, you know, it, it, it was still time to have a change at head coach regardless of all the other issues. But uh, Matt, I know we've already extensively talked about coaching stuff in previous pods and everything, so I kind of just want to, you know, shift – uh, to actual preseason stuff that we've seen so far. And obviously you don't want to, you don't want to overestimate anything that you see in preseason, especially percentages and, you know, point totals and stuff like that, because Josh Richardson shot 70% from three last preseason. So you, you just don't want to put too much into that stuff. But what I look at is just like physically how guys are moving uh, you know, how some of the new guys when they're playing. That's what I look for. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, physically, he looks really good to me, especially in that you know, I feel like the second game he looked better than in the first game, and I feel like that will continue to get better. And it was a great thing. And we talked about it all off season. how, uh, you know, it was his first ever healthy offseason, and that, that should make a difference. And so far, and not talking about numbers and everything, but just physically, it looks like he is going to be what we expected him to be coming off of a offseason where he didn't have to, to rehab. Well, I, I think Luca looks in pretty good shape, and that's always good. The last you know couple of seasons, he's been um, a little fluffy, to put it nicely, uh, coming into the year, which, you know, when, you, when you're 19, 20, 21 years old and you have an off season. Um, it's a little bit harder for you to not eat what you want to eat and drink what you want to drink and all that stuff. It's very important for him to hit the ground running early this season. The conditioning things have been a problem in the past and, and you want to put that behind you, but, but also, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm like you said, I'm interested in seeing what KP does because it's, it's hard to be a consistent basketball player when you're constantly injured and you're, and you're constantly doing rehab instead of out on the court practicing with your team and going through preseason and things like that. So I do think that's very important for KP and it's going to be very important for him going forward because this is going to be a prove it year. No matter what it's, you know, no matter what he does, it's it's a prove it year and having that on his side is um is a good thing. Yeah, and I mean, one thing I've noticed in this preseason, and it's not even specific to the Mavs roster or how they've played in these games or anything like that, but I've just noticed and I mentioned this to Bobby too, you know, I I'm typically overly optimistic. It seems like with the national media that, you know, a lot of guys are more optimistic on the Mavs this year, even more so than I am. So, 
I mean, even like, even I was listening to Zach Lowe's recent pod. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and Zach was just like, "I know exactly what this team is going to be. They're going to be really good." Uh, you know, they do have a couple of question marks when you actually get in a postseason setting because of their lack of secondary distribution. But he said he could see a path for them this year with all the injuries in the West. You know, where that team could potentially make it to the finals, and that. You know, that kind of goes hand in hand with what Bobby Mark said on NBA Series XM radio a week or so ago, too. And uh, it seems like there's there's a handful of these people that are that are that high on the Mavs. So, I mean, how, where are you at, Lance? I don't we haven't gotten your take on this current Mavs team, but like just as currently constructed and not talking about postseason, but just in a regular season setting. I mean, uh, what do you think about all this external optimism about the Mavs? I personally have them, you know, there's there's a lot, obviously, that's going to be had, X factors throughout the season. But in light of, you know, the Kawhi Leonard injury, uh, I think the Lakers aren't going to be hitting the ground uh, running like they were last season. I think they're going to look to, like, uh, reserve, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James for the playoffs. So I think the Mavs, with that said, the Mavs are still going to finish, like, fourth or fifth. The thing is, if, if Luka misses any extended time, I could see them not necessarily pl- – uh, well, yeah, no, I could see them definitely in the, in the play-in. But ultimately, I think they're going to finish like four or five. I, I see some people saying third, but no, nah, not with Phoenix, not with Denver, not with L.A. Like, I, I don't see that. I see them finishing fourth or fifth and and then worst-case scenario, like outside looking in in the playoffs. But, yeah, that's just my personal opinion. Matt, what about you? Well, I think they're going to be better. I mean, I, I've said all along, I think they're going to be better. They they got, you know, they shipped out Josh Richardson and got back a couple of pretty dang good shooters, um, and not in return, but in, in replacement, and that's fine. Like, I I think that they're marginally better. I, I you know, it's it's not. I don't think they're astronomically better, but I think there's I I think there are some improvements there. I just um, and I, I do think Moses Brown is is an upgrade over Dwight Powell or Willie Cauley Stein or whatever in terms of the things that he does well in comparison to them. Um, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around or not. What? But that's another story for another day. I'm not trying to break news. I just literally don't know. I'm, I'm just. I'm. I'm still. My biggest holdup with this team is still the head coach more than anything else. It's. Yeah, like it's frustrating that they're saying, hey, you know, we're going to go get a secondary score and then they don't do it. Or, oh, we're going to go get a secondary ball handler and they don't do it. We're going to go big game hunting and they don't do it. That's all fine. But they're still a playoff team from last year. I don't know what Jason Kidd's going to do. The lineups that I've only watched one preseason game, I'll be brutally honest, um, part of another one. But I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say that I sat here and watched analytically and, and, and really looked at it and, and everything, but it's, I didn't like the lineups he had on the floor and, you know, when the starters were in and it's just, I, I just, I don't have a lot of confidence in his ability as a head coach. Like it's, it kind of just strikes me as they hired somebody who they're friends with. And I think they're going to pay the repercussions for that later down the line. When it, when it gets later in the season, when games get a little tougher and when it gets into the playoffs, I think they're really going to feel the sting of that. And the um, aloofness that Mark Cuban runs his franchise with is going to, it's going to come back to bite him in the butt. I just don't think Jason Kidd was like, 
I don't think that was their first choice either based on what I've heard because, I mean, they were talking uh, – I listen to a lot of NBA radio because I'm on the road a pretty good bit. And, you know, that they somebody had asked Mark Cuban, like, if they knew or if he knew that Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd were as close as they were uh, going into the uh, the hiring process or the job search. GM and he said he had no idea until he first interviewed Nico Harrison so it's kind of you know we've heard from a couple different sources that you know that was a a package deal Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd and I'm almost wondering if like when that came up in the interview with Nico (laughs) if it was just kind of like you know okay well we're just going to go with this and we're going to go with this and just see how it works because we're familiar with Jason Kidd. And obviously you had just added Dirk Nowitzki as a um, special advisor. And he's obviously going to be kind of biased towards Kidd. Uh, it's just kind of how the, it's kind of how the dominoes fail. So. Wait, and let me, let me say one other thing real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but if Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd were some kind of package deal, that is kind of another indication on why this whole thing is so horrendously stupid because Jason Kidd has no prior prior um, history of being a successful head coach. Nico Harrison is, has never been a GM in the NBA before. He has no experience. He's been working at Nike for Christ's sake. So the fact that it's like, Oh, these guys are a package deal. We're not coming. It's like, okay. If, if I was Mark Cuban, I would have been like, okay, we'll go find somebody else. I'd rather hire, you know, Ron Burgundy, then, then, <laughs> then, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. The, the whole thing is just kind of a mess to me and, and, and I'll get off my soapbox, but it's, it's just, the whole thing's kind of a mess and I just, I don't see it going very well. And I hope I'm wrong, obviously, but I just, it's just kind of, bleh. I mean, Mark, Mark Cuban isn't wrong when he says that the team needed to go in another direction as far as like, relationships with with players go not just their own players but you know players around the league uh you know the front office needed to better relate to guys especially in the coming years with you know current players who are going to eventually be uh unrestricted free agents and everything so i mean he's not wrong in that regard so but i mean i i understand your reservations about nico too because like you said he's he's never been an NBA executive. He's, he's been at Nike, you know, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Uh, and he does have a lot of relationships. I see, uh, X said that that's a, that's a, uh, myth, but it's just a fact. He does have a lot of really good relationships with players. Uh, but you know, that is also right too, that players having relationships with other players is, is more important than that part of it. Uh, now, right. It, it's go ahead. Sorry, I, I was just going to say it's it's fine that he has relationships, but I I, I would be more concerned with re, the relationship that like Luca has with Damian Lillard rather than the one that Nico has with Damian Lillard. I think that one's more important, and I think X is right about that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I mean, we saw it. This now, obviously, I'm willing to give Nico uh, another off season or two to see how creative he can be. You know, we we haven't seen Nico at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff I'm willing to give him a little bit more time on instead of just one summer where you know <laughs> they entered free agency like less than two months after he was hired. Uh, but you know, we saw it this summer where the the Mavs went hard after uh, Kyle Lowry. They ended up being number two on his list, and he chose uh, Miami based on his relationship with Jimmy Butler. Uh, so, I mean, there, there's really nothing you can do about that. <laughs> I think it was uh, – I can't remember if it's Jimmy Butler's kid that Kyle Lowry is the godfather to or if it was the other way around. But either way, I mean, when, you, <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> the Mavs didn't have a shot from the beginning. So – uh, you know, it, it is a big deal, and uh, it's one reason why we've been so adamant about the Mavs needing to do, you know, basically whatever they need to do to get Goran Dragic because, yeah, he's older. He's like 35, but uh, he's a guy that would really help them out in the postseason, and he does have that relationship with Luka. And he said, you know, if he was a, if he was an unrestricted free agent this offseason, if, uh, you know, if, if Miami hadn't picked up that player – player that team option uh 100% Dragic would be in Dallas right now and I have no doubt that he still wants to be in Dallas right now uh he's just after the backlash he got from his comments while he was in Slovenia he's kind of changed his tune a little bit to cater to Raptors fans but uh you want guys like that who have great relationships with your star player on the team Uh, not just from a talent standpoint but from a chemistry standpoint it can mean a lot. And Matt Phillips in the chat said that uh, Dragic will be here eventually, and I agree with that. At some point, <laughs> even even if it is next summer, 
uh, and only for like one year and he retires or whatever the case may be, I do believe that Goran Dragic will wear a Mavericks uniform before it's said and done. So I hope it's this season. I hope it's before the season starts, but that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but we'll see. Lance, where are you? Uh, well, on the Drogic thing, it's going to be like the Mavericks, how the Mavericks always get their players four years after they wanted them. So, yeah, that's probably. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh, it's like a stab in the back, but it's so true. <laughs> well, it's true, though. Like, it's it's 100% yeah. true. It's, that's That seems like every time they have a talk, like DeAndre Jordan, perfect example. Dragic is just going to be the next one. Yeah, aforementioned uh, Darren Williams. <laughs> In all fairness, yeah, Darren Williams did look didn't look that bad with the Mavs. But then remember when he went to Cleveland, he just became an irrelevant player. Oh yeah, it was definitely at the very end. Uh, JJ Redick <laughs> made, made that trade recently for Redick, and then he ends up re- not playing because he's injured, and then he ends up retiring, which isn't his fault. But you know uh, that, that that's one of the many reasons why the the front office got a shake up. This uh, this past summer, because there was just a series of miscues one after the other, starting with the 2019 offseason. You know, uh, they had a great draft in 2018, getting Luca and Jalen Brunson. And then uh, not too not too long after that uh, is when they made the KP trade, which at the time was viewed as a steal. And look, I don't care how KP has played to this point. If you look at the players that were involved directly in that trade, I still think the Mavs won that trade by a large margin, even if it's the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. (laughs) But, uh, you know, from that trade on, it's just been one miscue after the other for the Mavs. And, you know, they uh, the draft last year, uh, it's not looking too good right now. I mean, they, they traded Seth Curry for Josh Richardson in a pick that became Tyler Bay. Josh Richardson uh, is no longer on the team. You know, Tyler Bay, I don't even know if he's even in the league anymore. I think the Rockets signed him to a non-guaranteed deal and then waived him or something. Uh, you know, Tyrell Terry is on his second consecutive uh, personal leave. And, I mean, we can get it. I mean, I really do hope the guy is okay. I really do. I just, uh, from, you know, we don't know what all is going on there. But, uh, you know, at, at some point it's kind of like, well, you know, is this is this an actual, uh, like what kind of personal leave is this? And I know that's not for us to, to know. There's a reason they call it personal. But, you know, this this seems like, a very similar, if not the same kind of thing that, you know, they were dealing with uh, last year with Terry. So you don't know what's going on there. Josh Green, he's had his moments, you know, where uh, he looks like he's, especially it was mostly in the scrimmage that I saw a difference in his shot. And, you know, he's going to always give a bunch of energy on defense and everything, but he's still very much a wild card too. Uh, our guy Bibbs in the chat here just said that Tyler Bay is actually on a two-way contract with the Rockets, so that's good to know. Uh, I know he he was signed by somebody else earlier this summer, and then uh, and then he was cut, and then I guess he went and signed a two-way with the Rockets. So I don't know, but anyway. So yeah, you know the draft stuff that's been a been an issue. Uh, you have that thing where they gave Trey Burke a I think it was a three-year deal. And he's got this year left on that deal and then a player option. Like, I can't believe they gave Trey Burke a player option 
uh, for next season. And then, you know, he's anti-vax, so that's complicating things. It's it's not to the to the degree that Kyrie Irving is, but but it's still, you know, it still creates an issue. But you know, that's one thing we need to talk about here before we're about to you know, head off here in a few minutes. But that's another thing we need to just touch on quickly is the Mavs, they're going to have to cut somebody. Uh, they've currently got 16 guaranteed roster spots, not including the two-way guys. Uh, so, you know, looking at this roster, it just, to me, logically, it would have to either be Tyrell Terry or Trey Burke. I mean, that's just me looking at it right now. It would have to be one of those. And, you know, you're going to have some backlash either way, uh, you know, with Terry, with whatever he's going through, you know, they could potentially get backlash for that and saying, oh, well, they didn't want to, you know, potentially see it through and and uh, and help him through all that. And he's only in his second year and they had a weird rookie year with COVID stuff going on. And then uh, with the Burke stuff, like I mentioned, he's, he's not – wanting or he didn't want to get vaccinated. I don't know what his current uh, status is on that right now, but, uh, you know, there I'm sure there would be some talk about, oh, well, did the Mavs just cut him simply because of that and nothing else? So I don't know. I mean, what, what do you all think? Uh, I guess I'll start. I think Matt talked last. So, Lance, what, what do you think about the end of the roster stuff and who do you think? Lance? All right. So during the press conference of, the, you know, of uh, – Nico Harrison and uh, kid, they talk about developing. So in that case, I think it would it would be Burke on the Osman out. I think regardless of what you know Terry's going through, I, I think they're gonna want to see that through. You know, be him being a young talent, but we know what Burke is, and I don't know if they're gonna be able to trade for him. And then you got to throw in the trade kicker that's on his contract, but I I still don't understand how they were able to negotiate that for a player such as himself. Uh, but I think it's gonna be. Burke, I mean, even if they just have to eat his money, you know, if they just have to cut him, because I, I, I highly doubt that they'll find a trade partner for him without giving up some kind of compensation. So I think it's going to be Burke. It's going to be the odd man out, or should be the odd man out. One thing I'm looking at, and I've, I've mentioned this in a couple of previous pods too, but like, uh, you know, Oklahoma City, they st- they're still going to have to do something to meet the salary floor. Uh, so, and you know, they have so many draft picks, first and second round draft picks for the foreseeable future. I almost wonder if they'd be willing to just like trade a, a future heavily protected second round pick or, you know, something like that just to take Burke and, you know, help them get closer. I don't know how far away they are from the salary floor, but I know they're going to have to make, you know, they're going to have to make a move to get there. So, uh, a move or two to get there. So I, I kind of look at OKC and I'm just like, you know, maybe maybe there's something that could be worked out there. Uh, but, you know, Matt, and I'll let you touch on this too and then we'll get out of here, but I don't want people to take it the wrong way. I'm, I'm rooting for Tyrell Terry. I w- I'm super high on him as far as like uh, him being a prospect and the talent he has and everything. And I really do hope that, you know, he's doing okay and that he's able to get over, you know, or get through whatever it is that he's going through right now. But, you know, as a guy who is the thing about having a guy like him on a four year, really, you know, cheap rookie contract is, you know, you, you, you have to take advantage of these years and availability is the best ability right now, uh, especially for a team that we've talked about. They need some secondary ball handling and distributing and, 
Uh, I know they got Jalen Brunson off the bench, and Tim Hardaway Jr. has improved with you know some of the stuff he can do off the dribble over the past uh, over the past year. But you know they they really just need some more options there, and having a young prospect available, and even if he's not playing, you know having him available for for practice, you know getting practice time with these guys and. Uh, developing that way, like that's the thing. Ty Terry's not even there, like developing right now, uh, even if he's not playing. So that's that's my concern with it, and I think it's either going to be him or Burke. I kind of lean towards what Lance said. I think it'll still end up being Burke, but we'll just have to see. What do you think? Well, I wish it was Dwight Powell. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I uh, I'm kind of going the opposite way of you guys. I would rather have Burke on the roster just because he's actually capable of getting onto the floor. Um, I'm so over this Tyrell Terry stuff. I'm so over the personal issues and the whatever it is. Like it, I'm, I'm sorry that he's struggling. It sucks. And I don't know what his deal is. Um, and I hope it gets better, whatever it is. I'm not saying that I don't, you know, have concerns for him as a human being, but at the end of the day, this is a business and you need to be able to do your job. And if he can't do his job, then he shouldn't be on the roster. Um, you know, it's 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 a waste of a roster spot at this point. It's I'm I'm tired of seeing, you know, he plays in in one preseason game or goes into one practice and he immediately you know is out for three months for personal issues and then it goes back. It's like you know I don't know if he's trying to to quit the team or if he's having depression issues or if he doesn't care about basketball or whatever the hell it is. I just don't give a shit anymore from a, need- a Mavericks perspective. Like I just want them to get somebody who can contribute to the actual team. And I need to cut in there because <laughs> there's obviously going to be uh, people who are just like, Oh man, well Matt's just like going crazy on this guy. But you know, it needs to be said that we just don't, we don't know. That's part of the problem. And again, we don't really have a, uh, we don't. They they name it as a personal reason for for a reason. <laughs> yeah, they they're not going to tell you everything. But he obviously struggled with with mental health stuff uh, last year, and I think that's something he has has struggled with for a while, even before you know the the pandemic stuff. But uh, we just don't know exactly what it is. But like you said, it is a business. You know, it, it, it's a it, it's a business, and at the end of the day, you know, after a certain period of time, maybe it's just like, well, I mean, you know, maybe he does need to take a take a step back from you know playing in the NBA right now and just you know work on himself and his his mental health and everything, and then uh, when when and if he's able to get all that where it needs to be, then you know, then he can see about signing. If not with the Mavs, you know, with whoever wants to give him an opportunity, and then go from there. But uh, as of right now, it just it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out, and it personally makes me sad because, like I said, I'm still uh, I'm still very high on him as a player and a person, really. But you know, as a player and the talent, the potential that he has, I still believe in that. But you know, we just we're just not able to see it develop right now because, like I said. Even though he's not playing when he's there, he still he would still be practicing with the team and working with the uh, coaches that help develop young talent and all that kind of stuff. And he's just not there to to uh, benefit from that. So, right. I'm not look. I'm not some cold hearted dictator 
asshole or something like that. If he has legitimate issues, then yeah, I feel bad for him and he needs to get them worked on. But it, either way, that doesn't need to be at the expense of a Mavericks roster spot right now when they are in a, in, in a position to actually do something in the NBA in like in the playoff race, you know, it, they don't have enough good players to waste a roster spot on a guy who's not going to get on the floor. And Mark Cuban can do whatever he wants to help him on the side and say, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll help you do this. I'll help you do that. I mean, look what he did for Delonte West. If it, it's, I'm not saying those are the same thing, but you know what I mean? Like if, if he needs help, he can still get help but I just don't want to waste a roster spot on it anymore. Uh, if y'all don't mind, guys, I was just going to say, like, I mean, the good sign is, <laughs> somebody, I mean, it, it must be an obvious, like, something that's where he's not doing any wrongdoing, I guess, for lack of a better word. Like, I mean, because that's the case, they probably would have cut him already. So, uh, and this doesn't really do anything for him, but at least it's it's not something where he's just causing trouble, like, off court. So, yeah, I, I just want to say I hope he gets the help. I honestly haven't seen much of him play throughout his career. Like, I think the most I saw Terry play was during summer league. So I don't really have much to say about on-court stuff. It's just with, with everything going on in the league right now, like I know it's easy to say, oh, well, this person, he just – or he or she just says it's it's mental health. But uh, I just want to err on the side of like, well, maybe he is going through some stuff. But uh, like Matt said, man, I hope he can get it right. It's just – it's kind of like – there's a job to be done, and, and the Mavericks, if, if they really want to, you know, make something of the season, they got to take every opportunity they can to fulfill or maximize every roster spot. So, with that said, I still think Burke should go. <laughs> yeah, and so somebody, Matt, when you were saying that about, uh, you know, Ty, Tyrell Terry not being available and everything, and somebody in the chat said, well, uh, did, did Burke get vaccinated yet? Because... <laughs> Because because if he doesn't if he doesn't get vaccinated he's probably not going to be available anyway at least for like you know half the games or something but as we saw with the Nets and Kyrie they made it to where you know Kyrie just can't even he's not even going to be able to come back to the team unless he unless he gets to where he can be a full participant so you kind of wonder if the Mavs are going to take that same stance with Burke or if they're going to be willing to do the uh, you know, him being available for just half of the season approach, which I guess, you know, half the season is more than, than just not being available at all. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it turns Dalton, out. Can I ask I, you a question and a request? Can this please be the last time we talk about Trey Burke for longer than two minutes? This this is going to be the last time uh, Trey Burke is going to be mentioned on this podcast, especially if he gets cut. <laughs> but, I have an idea. Why don't we just get rid of both of them? Well, I mean, that, again, else. again, you look at like maybe some potential trades that uh, were got. And I mean, I'm not saying that teams are just clamoring to get both those players, but I'm just saying like you look at a team like OKC, and uh, maybe you can work something out there. And then you trade both guys, and then you actually open up a roster spot, and then you know you can either you can convert Amarui to a to a guaranteed spot and add another two-way guy or, you know, it, it opens up your, your possibilities uh, by doing that instead of just cutting them, cutting them. So yes, Matt, I absolutely agree. That needs to be the, the first route. And then if that doesn't work, then, you know, you can just cut one guy and hope that the other guy ends up uh, helping in some way or another this season. But guys, that's going to be it for today. Uh, and we're going to do a full, you know, preseason review pod and 
we got a couple other things that we're trying to get lined up before the season officially starts uh, next Thursday against the Hawks. So, uh, Matt, Lance, appreciate you joining me today, and you know we'll we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a. Uh, I wish I could be on here more for every episode, but my schedule doesn't really allow for it anymore. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, uh, Dalton and, and Matt. Uh, thanks once again for inviting me on. Yeah, guys, appreciate it as always. And like I said earlier, stay tuned to DallasBasketball.com. We've got a lot of great content going up on the site um, throughout this entire preseason, and that's just going to you know increase even more as the season begins next week. And uh, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. And, guys, we hope you have a great rest of the week. And we'll probably see you to start the weekend. Y'all have a good one. Where we left at? No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at? No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.